Hey, this is Susan Blanton with the Create Happy Now podcast, and welcome back to the Intuitive Masters of Happiness series. We have six episodes left. We are exploring what your intuition is, how to connect with yours, and all the magic that happens when you strengthen your intuition. So stay tuned every Wednesday as we feature one guest interview from the Intuitive Masters of Happiness Conference held back in February of 2023. We had such an awesome turnout that we wanted to make all 20 interviews available to you in an audio version on the Create Happy Now podcast and YouTube channel. Now, if you want to watch the interviews rather than just listen to the audio version, you can download all 20 video interviews today to have in your own library for just $27.95, which is $20 off the VIP access package that was offered back in February. Now, you can go to my website, createhappynow.com, and go to the events tab to get your download today. Now, before I get to my next guest, for those of you who struggle with quieting your mind and want to be able to do it faster and easier and have more happiness, abundance, peace, and purpose, and say yes to life every day, I want to remind you that I have a new meditation app coming out this summer that is designed to do just that. I also have a new meditation YouTube channel. Both are called Create Happy Meditations. If you would like to be on the waiting list for the app, go to my website and click on the meditation app tab and join our waiting list today. Meanwhile, like and subscribe to the meditation channel. Last week, Rachel Archelaus and I talked about how intuitive artistic creations help boost your intuition connection and get answers immediately. My next guest is Marsha Bench. Marsha Bench is a spiritual business coach, speaker, trainer, and 28-time author. She helps small and medium-sized businesses design their businesses around their life purpose and grow to seven figures and beyond. A former attorney and corporate executive, she lives in Portland, Oregon with her husband of 28 years and their Havanese dog, Roxy. Here is the director's cut, getting you down to her juicy wisdom about why following the old life plan we were handed by older generations didn't include following your intuition and why that plan no longer works for the life we want today. Well, welcome, Marsha, and thank you so much. Um, I also, one of the reasons why I brought you on is because you've been teaching intuition to your coaches uh, for what, 19 years now? Um, so exactly. you have a lot of experience in this field. Mm -hmm. um, so can you tell us a little <clears throat> bit about how you first discovered your intuition? Um, you know, I know sometimes we're kind of taught not to follow it kind of, I mean, that's teachers and parents and, you know, just life kind of doesn't encourage that. But how exactly. did you break through that and discover your intuition and strengthen it and how it's benefited your life and why you're teaching your coaches this? Right. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, glad to share this with all of your um, attendees at your conference. So I, I grew up with depression era parents. And so they were very much um, 
you know, living in the programming that, that started from that and wanted to be things to be very practical. They wanted me to grow up and work for a secure corporation. And they, uh, they, they wanted, of course, wanted me to be successful and happy. I had great parents that really. Um, so whenever I would veer off the logical path and uh, say, yeah, I don't know about that. My intuition saying this or whatever, I may not verbalize it that way, but it was discouraged really. It's just like, do what you're supposed to do. In fact, my first book was named when nine to five isn't enough. In other words, when you're doing everything that everybody says you're supposed to do and you're still not satisfied, then what happens from there? You know, how how can you chart your own path? And so it wasn't until I got into college and started studying psychology that I really felt like I could start um, listening to that again. And uh, it's a key part of how I've made decisions. And I, I know the times that I've not listened to it have really been noteworthy in the other direction you know <laughs> yes things have happened that that uh, could have been prevented and um so i mean you know there's examples both ways but it's uh it, you know it's definitely been a key part of um of my life and uh the company that i sold in 2020 that i'd owned for 19 years we did teach that and i still when i'm uh mentoring people i check in with with my intuition because you know when you're in a coaching space or for those of you that might be in corporate, if you're like meeting with a member of your team, it kind of creates a third dynamic, a third person in the room and that chemistry of the two interactions together and things, magical things happen in that space. And so really paying attention to that and not just looking, you know, thinking about what am I going to say next? Or, um, you know, that person's got a hair out of place or whatever it is, you know, it's like that is a key part of, um, of any interaction, but we have to tune into it. You know, and you t you talked about a, a common denominator for most of us out there who grew up with, you know, following your intuition, what, you know, like you got to stick to the plan, right? I mean, our parents, uh, grandparents, you know, or, or whatever uh, generation you grew up in, I mean, we're just now kind of opening up um, on a more and more basis to Kind of, yeah, like this, this <clears throat> intuition is something that we got to pay attention to here. Um, but back in the day, that was just not it. You know, you, there was a plan and you worked the plan and that was, you know, get good, good grades, go to college, find a partner, get a good career, children, you know, um, hit all the bullet points and that's success and happiness. And then we all found out, hmm, it's not so much, but you know, they were doing their, that's what they were taught. It, it was a good intention. Um, right. It was a good blueprint, but it wasn't necessarily to fulfillment and, and finding your purpose and happiness. Right. And I know that's become so much more important to younger people today, uh, to the chagrin of some of their parents. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, they, they have, I think, more awareness of that than I did. It took me 18 years to figure out my life purpose, going to seminars and asking everybody I could think of, and finally really making that the center of what I do in everything that I've created so far. Um, and it's even more important right now because we've just entered into, I'm a numerologist, among other things, for businesses, uh, a seven-year, seven-universal year this year. And so it is a, um, a time when our spirituality will be uh, waking up and uh, deepening if we're already uh, practicing some kind of spirituality. 
And it's also a time for learning. Those two things will really be up this year if you haven't already been feeling it. And so following your intuition in terms of what mentor to work with, what course to take, what what uh, path to go on. And, um, you know, you may find that you just really want to dive into it with both feet and both hands and, and learn a lot about it. Get a master's, you know, level, you know, certification or, or education in it. So that is um, is one of the other reasons why really paying attention to that, because we're all in the in the in this stuff of that energy right now until the end of this year. So um, just for, for the listeners, if, you're, if you've been feeling like, I'd like to learn how to salsa dance or I'd like to you know, study uh, tapping or something, you know, that, that is really um, this is a great time for that to, to broaden your horizons there. And, and I know that perhaps some people who are really maybe feeling their intuition, they may not be, maybe they're not calling it their intuition, but they're getting that feeling like you had and I had. It was so strong to break away from tradition and mm -hmm. it's not always pleasant because the family, the friends, the teachers are like, what are you doing? Like, no, you're, you're veering off course. No, what are you doing? So how do we address that? Well, the very first thing, and this comes from Napoleon Hill, is to keep your plans kind of close to your vest in the beginning when you're really just it's like the, the baby just starting to get its legs underneath. Uh, because what will happen if you share your grandiose plans too broadly before you're really grounded in them is that everybody around you is going to reflect every single doubt that you have mm -hmm. and it's going to be magnified <laughs> so yes. you know uh, have a um you know a coach a mentor a guide a boss a, uh, a you know a circle of friends that that are like-minded that aren't like with if you're let's say you're choosing the path of entrepreneurship your corporate friends are probably going to tell you not to do it because it's too risky, but your entrepreneur friends that you're about to meet, if you, let's say, join a mentoring program or you somehow, you know, get into an organization or a class of, of entrepreneurs, they're going to say, yeah, go for it. Do it. It's 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 great over here. The water's great over here, right? But um, without some kind of a support system, when it's like you're, you're hanging on to one trapeze, that's your, uh, your current job or your current business if you want to, let's say you want to go from brick and mortar to online or vice versa. And then you got to jump over here to the other one and grab it and let go. And there's that in between that's the scary part. Yeah. So it uh, it does require paying attention to your intuition, but it also requires getting an external support system that, you know, of people who are already doing the thing that you wish to do. And that's why I, I'm a, a coach and a, and a, you know, a host of, of uh, various classes and programs and different things is because, and probably why you are too, is because there are people that see what you and I are doing and they're like, I'd like to do that too. So I'm going to work with her for three months, six months, a year or two years and uh, learn how to do that. Because like, for example, people tried to study Sam Walton from the, in, from the outside in. They tried to study what he was doing in creating Walmart and the other brands that he created and they couldn't replicate it. The reason was it was in here. It was the perspective. It was the knowing what the end result was going to look like and then taking the steps to, to bring that into action and, and innovating in a big way. Uh, because right now, especially with our industry, 
the industry of online you know, marketing, you know, Zooming all the time, those sorts of things. The industry has really matured over the last two, three years with COVID. And so any ways that we can find to fill a true gap, fill a, a pressing problem and to, you know, to provide an innovative solution for that is going to be the formula for success. And uh, doing what someone else says just because they say it uh, and not taking it with a grain of salt, even if it's your mentor, you know, is is going to be dangerous because there's there's a whole lot of people copycatting other people's approaches, but they don't really understand the thought process behind it, how it relates to the rest of their business and their life. And um, and everybody's desired lifestyle is different. So some people uh, may be very happy coaching every day of the week, you know, for 40 hours. That's not my cup of tea. You know, I, I just soon have, you know, four or five days a month that I'm coaching and the rest of the time I'm, I'm free to do other creative activities. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say your, your analogy of the trapeze was so spot on. It is so spot on. You definitely, unless your intuition is so, so intense that you don't care what anybody thinks I mean, if you're still caring what people think you might need a little bit more of the support but if you're just like it is just that mountain you have got to climb and you don't care what anybody says you're doing it no matter what um that you're you're fine but not everybody's intuitional notions are you know that intense and and that um you know, visionary type um, capacity, you know, like I had some intuitive notions of things that I, I didn't care what people thought. I was just going to do it. I, I don't care. Um, they weren't going to give me any doubt whatsoever. And they tried. They really tried. I'm like, I don't care. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just got to do it. Um, but there have been other times where I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I still felt that that pull. Right. That drive that I wanted to do it, but I sometimes you're just not ready. Right. It has to build an intensity sometimes over time, or or your current situation has to get worse and less tolerable. But I read this this morning and and put it in an email because I wanted to put it, remember it somewhere. Tama Keeves is one of my favorite people. And she says this the point of transition isn't to get somewhere else, it's to become someone else. You know, yes. and so it really is is going to call forth from you new qualities and traits and new getting outside your comfort zone. And that might mean and I mean, for me, I've had time. I had one year when my mom wouldn't talk to me. It didn't have to do with career. It had to do with a relationship. But, uh, you know, that was, you know, I felt like I wanted to be in that relationship and she didn't agree with it. So I had to make the decision that that was, was going to be the direction that I went in retrospect. I wish I had listened to her a little bit more, but anyway, um, happily married for a long time now, but uh, you know, the, um, the consequences both intended and unintended are the things I think we want to look at because too often we look at just the intended consequences. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to start a business. Well, that's, uh, you know, the, the intended consequences, you're going to generate your living through that business. It's going to grow at a certain speed, which we usually uh, expect it to grow faster than it does. And um, that I'm going to be happy and live heavily, happily ever after. Uh, but the unintended consequence might be, oh, it takes me six months to 
fill my first program. And so in the meantime, I don't have any backup plan and an unintended consequence is then my husband, my spouse has to go back to work. My, you know, have to take the kids out of private school. You want to think about that whole domino effect of the worst case, not so that it'll happen and don't spend a lot of time on it, but just could I handle that if that's what happened? And if so, then you don't care what other people think because you know you can chart your course and be successful. What is the difference between, say, an intu in intuition and more of a mental impulse? Because when we follow our intuition, it tends to be more of a true guide where our impulse is this more of kind of an egoic, you know, comes from, from that. Um, how do we tell the difference between the two? I guess I don't really think of the mental as being an impulse. It's a, it's a thought and um, it's logical, usually. Uh, intuition may be illogical, but it's you feel it somewhere within you. And that's part of how I know, uh, you know, one of the things that you're curious about is, uh, is, is, you know, how do you develop your intuition? You want to first understand where is it in your body that you feel it? Uh, is it, uh, you know, uh, deep in the pit of your stomach? Is it sweaty hands? Is it a headache? Is it a, uh, uh, a voice that says, go for it? <laughs> you know, what is it? What is it? And uh, so you begin to recognize it. And so it really becomes differentiated in that way uh, because um, you know, thoughts are, are, we're in our mental realm so much of the day, so many of us. And uh, it's like, if it's something for someone else, it's probably a thought. If it's something that was going to harm anyone else, it's probably a thought. But um, it's it's definitely, uh, you know, your intuition is a whole body sensation many times. It's a, it's, it you know, it brings you either, if it's a don't do this, it's a mm, tightening up for me anyway. Uh, if it's a to do this, uh, you know, I notice it's an opening. It's It feels expansive. It feels like I want to lean into it kind of thing. So everybody's way of describing it is probably going to be a little bit different. Everybody that you interview for the conference is probably going to be a little bit different. But um, I think it's just important to know your own uh, intuitive language and how you experience it. So you recognize it when it is either cautioning you about something or um, suggesting that, for example, you drive a different way and found out, turns out there was a big accident on the freeway that you avoided by doing that kind of thing, right? Right. And and I think that, like you said, it doesn't really lead you to something negative per se. It, it's, it, it's usually something more of a, a positive, good feeling direction rather than oh, I'm too scared to do that I'm too scared to do that it, you know yeah, it won't be fear it won't yeah. be fear based it right. might be a instead of like let's say well which way do I go do I do I make a right turn or make a left turn it's not out of fear of the left turn you're just more directed to the right 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 yeah. um or yeah. like you go into a, a theater and you're sitting next to somebody and you're like hmm, something doesn't feel quite right. I think we're going to move. Right. You're moving to the positive. Not that you're fearing that that person is dangerous or sick or whatever. You're just like, hmm, uh, I need to move one aisle back. Right. That's yeah. it. You know, yeah. it's, it's more of a positive direction. Yeah. Um, In the science of getting rich, Wallace Waddles uh, communicates it as being more life to all and less to none. And so, you know, decisions... 
uh, and that goes for our mental decisions too, for that matter, but decisions that are in, you know, following our, our path, our calling, and that are not going to hurt anyone else or diminish their life experience, go for it, right? Yes, absolutely. So why did you decide to teach how to strengthen your intuition in your, in your business coaching? Well, actually, um, I use it in the business coaching too. The, the program that we were offering was career coach certification, but, um, and it was not like it was the entire program. It was just one element, but it was an important coaching skill to learn because if, um, if all you're doing is paying attention to what you can see or what you can hear, if it's a phone call, now we've got Zoom, so it's uh, you've got all of the input that you that you really need. Um, that is not going to tune you into what is behind the client's blind spots or what is the motivation for the big goal that they have. Of course, we're going to ask them as well. But I've I've experienced that when I coach someone and um, they're up against a block in particular, it's often reactivating or, you know, re, re bringing back uh, a previous experience that is similar. So they had, let's say they had a live event and it, it didn't go well, and now they're po- planning another one and they're in huge resistance to taking the steps to book the hotel and to uh, book the, um, arrange the food and beverage and get the event planner and all the things. Uh, that uh, first we got to heal and you know, I, I will use that word deliberately heal and, and resolve and transmute the energy from the other experience before we're really open to uh, stepping into something else that's similar. So uh, that's, I don't know if that's intuition or logic, or I think it's deeper than that. You know, it's probably at the fifth level of energy, which is the spiritual level. Intuitive is the fourth in our, in our model. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's just really important to pay attention to those nudges. If, uh, if you're using kind of the ICF coaching model, you want to ask permission first. And I usually do that anyway, you know, I'm kind of picking up on something. Are you open to having me share that? And then um, that can lead to a huge breakthrough for client potentially. So uh, I think it's, it's a key part of it. It's something I've definitely followed along my journey, whether, I mean, I was forced to move at age 12 when my family decided to move to another even smaller town than where I grew up near Portland here. And um, so I had the opportunity, I discovered to kind of reinvent myself, which was was fun. But um, then when, uh, when my dad passed away a couple of years later and I was still quite young, I had to really um, hone that, begin to hone that, that sense of, of what was uh, in my best interest, what was really the best best course to take when it came time to choose my career path, law versus psychology. I went the practical direction, but it was really after that that I started to uh, to embrace my intuition more. So uh, I got a, an amazing opportunity working inside of a of a company where they only needed me part time, but they provided me with the office and the secretary and all which we call them secretaries and administrative assistant now, uh, you know, all the things that we needed. And then I was able to build my training and consulting on the, in the remaining part of the time. Uh, and that was fine for a while, but it got to the point where I just really didn't feel like I wanted to invest my entire life in a, a profession where it felt so um, combative and, you know, people trying to get even. That's all those kinds of energies that don't feel good from an intuitive or other standpoint, you know. Yes. And so 
I started to uh, to think about ways that I could um, change that and uh, potentially even get out of the law. And I had a kind of a lightning bolt moment when I was at the coast for the weekend, Oregon coast. Um, when uh, I saw Tony Robbins infomercial, of all things, and I want to ask the, the audience this question uh, that he asked in that infomercial, because it really literally changed the course of my life. Uh, he said, you know, everybody's got dreams, right? You've got big goals that you want to achieve. You've got things that you want to do. And right now, you might be saying, I'll do it after the kids graduate, you know, in a couple of years, um, you know, when we get the new house or whatever it might be. And uh, he said, what if you could start uh, pursuing that dream right now? Sorry, try not to sneeze. Um, if, what if you could start pursuing that dream right now? What would be the first step that you would take? And what that question did for me was all of a sudden I realized I knew steps one, two, and three. I didn't know the whole journey because it never comes in full cloth as a blueprint yeah. to the, your entire rest of your life. Otherwise, it wouldn't be fun. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it uh, it literally led me to, well, I want to sell my law practice and I want to travel with a book and do seminars on doing what you love for a living. Six months later, I was doing exactly that. Uh, heading out with, I think, nine seminars booked for the whole year, wow. which wasn't going to be enough since I was was speaking in nonprofit uh, organizations. But by the time we were all finished, Hay House had picked up the book. And wow. uh, yeah, I was one of the first authors published by Hay House besides Louise Hay. And um, I'd done wow. 65 seminars, some more in Canada, and was booked to share the stage with Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra and some other well-known folks. So Whoa. yeah, intuition paid off in that case for sure. And uh, it just so happened that my uh, my partner at that time was a truck driver. So handling the RV around the country was no big deal for him. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a memorable trip for sure. And uh, and just another acknowledgement of you know when you think outside the box when you start asking yourself those powerful questions that it really can make a big difference and it might not be tomorrow it might be it still might be a year off but at least you know you're taking steps in that direction towards the thing that you know will fulfill you the most and that's i think what brings joy to our life every day and and it's fun then to look at it as more of you're designing your life with your intuition yes yep it's a rather than reacting to it mhm mm or, or following somebody else's blueprint. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yes. Well, gosh, I mean, that was this power packed and, uh, I, I would love for you to, um, you know, share with the audience, anything that you've got going on, um, how they can get in touch with you. Is there anything that, uh, you're offering currently? Well, that's a great question because I'm right between trapezes right now <laughs> myself. Um, and uh, we just reserved a new LLC yesterday. So we're going to be serving entrepreneurial leaders in a new way this year. Uh, and um, so you want to just keep an eye on my website at marshabench.com and it's M-A-R-C-I-A-B-E-N-C-H.com. Okay. Uh, there is a gift there that um, we can we can make available to you. Uh, that'll share with you the four goal setting types. If you've been someone who has uh, big dreams and goals and you, you know, there's some, some goal setting type of people that just want to have it kind of drop in their front, front lawn. Uh, there are other people that want to plan it to the nth degree, different things such as that. No, nothing is better or worse, but at least it'll help you identify your style and how to make 
uh, going towards your, your big goals or dreams more fun. So uh, there's a free gift I, uh, link in the navigation at the website, or you can just go to marshabench.com slash gift dash two, the number two, yeah. and that will give you that report and allow you to follow up with what we've got going on later on. Now, of all the books that you have written, which one would you have them seek first? If they're like, I, I want to check out her her books, um, which one would you recommend the most at this point? That's that's a great question. Um, it kind of depends on whether you're in corporate or whether you're an entrepreneur. Uh, if you are um, an entrepreneur or or inclined to be one, my probably my best selling was is the Tao T A O of entrepreneurship. It is a 52 week meditation book on qualities related to entrepreneurship. Show it right here, and. Uh, so that looks like so. You can get it on Amazon. And that's T A O, the it Dow. Sounds like Dow. Eastern religion. Yeah. 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 It, it but, sounds like But it's not Dao, religious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. T A O. If you're looking right. for it, to this yes, like exactly. On exactly. Amazon so, yeah. And then conscious client attraction is, um, is, a, is a more spiritual approach to growing your business. So I recommend those two. And I have an author page on Amazon if you want to see the rest. Oh, that's great. That's super. Yeah. Well, wow. That was amazing. Um, thank you so much for, for joining us today and your um, expertise of uh, more than 19 years. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> I know you've been teaching it for 19, but it's been way more than that. Um, and so, you know, I think look out, you're going to age me here in about a minute, <laughs> but yeah, it went so fast. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely going to give people something like, okay, I can do this. I, I can do this. I, you know, I can, I can, you know, start my path today to strengthen my intuition because it's worth it. It's worth it. Right. It is, you know, and, and you don't have to take any scary steps by just envisioning what that other life might look like. That's the first step. And as soon as you've done that, then you're halfway to manifesting it, literally in, in manifesting principles. So yeah, yeah. don't don't uh, don't shy away from dreaming a little bit. Is the yeah, start a vision board. Start yeah. a vision board. Start a yeah. like write a day in the life of your future self. You know, what's that gonna look like? You know, and play mm -hmm. with it, be fun. You know, you, no one's gonna be holding your feet to the fire that, that's gonna be, you know, all the things that you have to do it's, you're just dreaming, right? You're just imagining. Wouldn't it be fun if, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, thank question. you so much. Thank you, Susan. And uh, I, I I encourage everybody to check out her website. I'll put it down here again and uh, check out her free gifts and her books. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Create Happy Now podcast. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit that notification bell. If you have a topic to suggest, please leave a comment below. Catch the Create Happy Now podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, and Podchaser. Check out other YouTube videos on the Create Happy Now YouTube channel. And if you want more, check down below for resources, courses, and events, or go to www.createhappynow.com.